G'day everyone and welcome to another Bloody Movie Podcast. I am Sean Coates. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. And sorry if I sound a little low energy tonight because I say tonight because the time is currently 12.42am on Wednesday, January 24th, 2018. reason why I'm up this late is because uh, the Oscar nominations are being released and because reaction videos are all the rage, and yes, I'm well aware that this is an audio podcast, I thought I would do a little Oscars reaction uh, to the nominations for when they're released. But unfortunately, I have just had a look, and I thought they were another hour away because I'm an idiot and don't know about international time zones. And uh, unfortunately, the nominations are being announced as I speak right now. So I'm going to wait a little bit until the video is, until there's a video up online and I'm going to watch that. I have tried to avoid, I've seen a couple of the nominations already. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to lie about that, but I've tried to just remove them completely from my head, which I think I've done t- to, to a point I'm, I want to try. So what I'll be doing here, I'm just gonna, I've got my zoom out, I'm going to be having a the video, uh, probably from the Oscars YouTube channel of the nominations being announced, I will have that playing in the, uh, in the audio in the background, and I'll be making comments of what I think of each category, of like, if I think that they should be nominated, uh, but the odds are probably, ha- I probably wouldn't have seen a lot of these films yet, because, uh, because Australian distribu- distributors, uh, a lot of these Oscar films tend to come out around like February or March or late January. So I'm not sure if I'm going to have seen a lot of the films that get nominated. But of the big contenders that I have seen, I have seen Dunkirk. I have seen Three Billboards. I have seen The Shape of Water. I have seen The Florida Project. I have seen... I've probably... I've seen a lot. I've seen Call Me By Your Name. I've seen Get Out. I have seen... I just saw The Post, actually. That film's really, really good. Uh, hopefully that might get some nominations, but apart apart from that, like films like I Tonya, like Lady Bird, and uh, I want to say there's another one on there that I'm not quite sure of, but a lot of these big big Oscar films, I haven't seen a lot of them yet, but I really do plan on taking Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread's the other one that I think will probably get a lot of nominations that may not that I haven't seen yet because I'm actually seeing it on Sunday. There's an advanced screening on Sunday. I'll probably do a review for that in my next episode. But, so, a lot of these films I probably wouldn't have seen, so it may be a little bit difficult for me to comment on them, but I I can definitely say, like, of people that I think should be nominated, and I think I may have mentioned that a little bit on my best, on the best episode, uh, best of 2017 episodes, sorry, it's late, uh, when I did with Eric uh, a couple of weeks ago. So, I'm, at the moment, just waiting for the, uh, the nominations to actually be announced and, like, for the whole event to be over so that a video can be put up online and for me to watch and react to. So, when you hear from me again, uh, the video will be playing and I'll be making my reactions. Okay, so because I'm an idiot that has no idea how to use technology, instead of waiting for the thing to be released, what I've done, I've just got on the live stream and just dragged it back about 20 minutes. So, I can do this right now. And uh, so, hopefully, I get this all done by the time the event actually ends. Uh, hopefully that happens. So here we go. The first uh, nomination for the Oscars is for production design. So let's have let's watch. Here we go. Here are the nominees for achievement in production design. Beauty and the Beast. Yep, no surprises there. Blade Runner, Ooh, well deserved. Darkest Hour. Haven't seen it. Dunkirk. 
Yep, definitely. And the shape of water. Yep, definitely. Okay, definitely agree with all of those there. Um, yeah, Beauty and the Beast, I guess, the, that, that was probably the only good thing about that entire movie and probably the only good thing that you could actually improve on with a live-action adaptation of an animated film. And the, the production designers must have had an absolute field day working on that. As for everyone else, like I'm really glad that Dunkirk uh, got a nod there. That's really awesome. I haven't seen The Darkest Hour yet. The production design on that looks really good. You always usually see like the period pieces getting nominated with this, or like the futuristic films like Blade Runner 2049 getting nominated. And Dunkirk, I think, is a really good one too. And so is The Shape of Water. Like uh, that's a really, really good nominations for this category. Uh, as for a winner, uh, I'll, I'll do what I should do for this. I'll go who should win and who will win. So, for should with this one, I think that uh, Blade Runner 2049 should and will win for this category. So, that's what I reckon for the production design. Okay, next category is cinematography. Here we go. Let's see who the nominees are for this one. For achievement in cinematography, Blade Runner 2049. Yep, again, no surprises there. Roger Deakins Roger is the best. Mm, okay. Dunkirk. Yep, definitely. Didn't say it. And the shape of water. Hmm. Okay, we've got some interesting choices there. Uh, I mean, Roger Deakins is just the master. Like he'll, he should definitely get it for Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Uh, shape of water did look excellent as well. Like no surprises there as well. Again, darkest hour. I'm surprised this is getting a lot of nominations. Uh, again, I haven't seen it. I haven't gotten around to seeing it yet. I really want to. Um, again, Dunkirk as well. Uh, I, I've talked about that in my with the best of 2017. Uh, yeah, the cinematography in that film is absolutely excellent, as it is in Blade Runner. And Mudbound, I think, is on Netflix. I just still haven't got around to watching it. But just looking at that, though, for a Netflix film like Mudbound, it's really good that uh, the Academy... I think this might be the first time that the Academy have nominated for something that's been, that was made by a streaming service. So... Yep, props props to uh, uh, the Academy for actually recognising uh, Netflix films for that. But look, should should win and will win here. It'll finally go to Roger Deakins for Blade Runner 2049. So I've got Blade Runner 2049 taking out two technical awards already so far. And maybe it might take more. Let's see if it, how many more nominations it gets. Okay, next, uh, next, nomina- next category, I should say. Next nomination for next category. Fuck, this is... This is way too late to be doing this, guys. But I'm dedicated. I'm dedicated for doing this. I'm doing this for you, whether you like it or not. Uh, yeah. If you actually do like, in, if you do like this, uh, please let me know because I'd love to do more. If this ends up going well, I'd love to do more of these in the future. But here we go. Nominees for costume design. Here we go. For achievement in costume design, Beauty and the Beast. Again, no surprises there. Darkest hour getting a lot of nods phantom thread mm, okay the shape of water and victoria and abdul yep okay yep again no surprises here because they always 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 tend to go for the period pieces in this category as well and nearly all of those what films are i mean beauty and the beast i mean that's or you've got your fa- fantasy film beauty and the beast you've got shape of water set in the 60s darkest hour set in the world during world war Two. phantom thread during the 50s and i'm not exactly sure when victoria and abdul takes place look i haven't seen the movie yet i've heard i hear really really good things about it and and apparently uh Julie, judy dench is really great in it but yeah again with this costume design it's 
I'm not sure. Well, I spe- look, Phantom Thread probably will take it because you know it's a film about fa- about a fashion designer and like all of the all of the garment all of the gowns and all of the costumes and things in that movie have to be top notch. And from the looks of the trailers, again, because I see it, I haven't seen it yet, it all looks good. So I'm just gonna go with this one. A lot of these categories, I'm just gonna, especially when we get to the documentaries or like the animated shorts categories, I'm gonna have no idea. So they're, these, they're just gonna be really, really blind guesses here. But for should win and will win, I'm gonna go Mark Bridges for Fan- Phantom Thread. And I'm excited to see that movie. And yeah, the costume design looks great and maybe it will deserve to win. Okay, so next category coming up is both the sound awards. So the nominations for the categories of both sound editing and sound mixing. Here we go. Take it away, Andy. Oh, Tiffany, sorry. For achievement in sound editing. Here we go. Editing. Let's have a look. Baby Driver. Yep, definitely. Blade Runner 2049. Yep. This always usually goes to science Dunkirk. fiction awards. Dunkirk? Yep, definitely. The Shape of Water. Yep. And Star Wars The Last Jedi. Yeah, all really good, all really good choices there. Definitely, uh, Baby Driver. Good to see that getting nominated because I think that's uh, that has excellent sound editing. Blade Runner twenty forty nine as well. Like you usually see, kind of the big. I think it's either they always say a lot of uh, Academy members or like a lot of sound designers or like experts on the Oscars. They usually say I can't remember if it's for editing or mixing. I'm pretty sure it's for editing. I think that the loudest one wins. And uh, just going off that, I think Dunkirk would have to win for that because Christopher Nolan and his sound team just use it in such a really brilliant way. So look, as as much as look, I think any of the any of the ones on this list are very deserving of it, and it's good to see Star Wars: The Last Jedi get a nomination. Take that, angry fanboys. Um, uh, I think I'll go with uh, sound editing. Uh, Dunkirk will win this one, and now we'll go to sound mixing, and we'll see what gets nominated for that. And for achievement in sound mixing... Please don't be Greta Sherman. Don't Greta Sherman. Yes, thank you. Blade Runner 2049. No surprises there. Keep going. Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. Will they be the same? The Shape of Water. And Star Wars. And Star Wars. And exactly the same. How about that? Exactly the same uh, nominee- nominees for... Well, not the same people, obviously, but like the same films being nominated in both sound mixing and sound editing... Look, they, 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 the, all the films nom- listed here all have really great sound design and sound mixing, but I'm not sure. I'm just wondering if this is um, uh, lazy Academy voters just uh, getting them mixed up or just be like, oh, they're the same thing. But uh, as for mixing, though, and for levels, uh, I think Baby Driver might take this one out, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Baby Driver on this one because that film... You, like that m- film uses music and sound in such a way and like the levels are really important in that and to get everything right in that film. So I'm going to say for sound mixing, so for sound editing, I've said Dunkirk. For sound mixing, I'm going to go with Baby Driver on this one. Again, I'm no expert, so don't take this, do not take this as gospel because odds are I'm probably going to be completely wrong with this. Next category. Okay, this category is going to be very difficult for me because odds are I've probably seen none of these, but this is the category for best animated short film. Let's see if I've actually seen any of these because, look, Pixar, 
or Disney Animated Studios are probably going to get an odd for it. But now that I think about it, the only Disney film I actually saw in cinemas this year was Coco, and that had that shitty 20-minute fucking Frozen Christmas special in front of it, which was really obnoxious, Disney. Fuck you for doing that. But thank you for Coco. That film was awesome. But let's have a look and see if I've seen any of these. Otherwise, I don't think I can make much of a comment on these. Dear Basketball. Nope, never heard of it. Garden Party. Nope. Move. Nope, not at all. Negative Space. That sounds familiar. And revolting rhymes. Okay, let, let me see if I can... I'm just having a look at the... Because they're only... In this video, they're, they, they're not even showing stills from any of these any of these things. They're just bringing up the names of the film and the people behind them. So, uh, looking at some of these, uh, Kobe Bryant seems to be behind the Dear Basketball one, which I guess makes sense. Uh, apart from any of these ones, I can't recognize if any of them are like Disney or DreamWorks or like any of the big kind of animation studios. So, look, I I'm interested to see some of these. They all look pretty cool, but... Um, I don't really think I can make much of a... Unless I learn... I need to learn more about some of these films to really give any sort of uh, uh, grade on any of them to see if uh, if they're actually going to... If if any of them are any good. I'm, I'm sure they're all fantastic. But um, I can't really make a statement on, at, on it at this point in time. So uh, the decision on this category pending. All right. I think animated feature should be next, if I'm not mistaken. Now, it is, I think. Best live action short oh no, live action short film. Sorry, here we go. DeKalb Elementary. Again, never heard of it. No. My nephew Emmett. The Silent Child. And Watu Wote. All of us. Yeah. <laughs> Same goes here. I really, I have no idea what any of these films are, but. One of them says the 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 film The Eleven O'Clock is from Josh Lawson. I'm not sure if that's Australian actor Josh Lawson. It is probably not, but if it is, I'm definitely interested to check that one out. Um, but yeah, same with animated short for this one. Like, I really can't make as I I I haven't seen any of these films. I don't know anything about them, so can't really make a comment at this stage. Alright, so this next category is for Best Original Score, and I've just watched the intro video of Michelle Rodriguez smashing a bunch of glasses, so it's really set the tone with some kind of very dramatic music. So let's hear the nominees for Best Original Score. Interested to hear these ones. For original score, Bet your Dunkirk's going to be one of them. Dunkirk. Yep, no surprises there. Hans Zimmer's a man. Phantom Thread. Mm, okay. The Shape of Water. Yeah, okay. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Yeah, John Williams. And three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Ooh, okay. Um, I will be quite honest. Um, maybe I need to rewatch Three Billboards because I definitely don't remember a lot for the score, and I'm just wondering if this is going to be just the throw-in vote that, like, you know, one that they just dump a bunch of nominations for a film. Like, Three Billboards is definitely deserving of a few awards um i'm not sure about this one maybe i have to re-listen to the score but as for the other ones it's definitely they're all definitely deserved i would as much it was never going to happen but i would have loved to have seen um O'Neo thricks point never for good time be nominated here because that score is absolutely fantastic but out of these ones it's got to be hans zimmer 
his score for his score for Dunkirk, the the, the way that he, it it just it really elevates the movie and just really gives it this it just this re, this intensity and sense of urgency to it, especially like the little ticking clock that it's added at certain points in the score. So it's gonna go to Hans Zimmer for Dunkirk, and look, maybe Dunkirk's gonna sweep all the technical awards. Who knows? It's either going to be Dunkirk or Blade Runner, and Blade Runner. I'm surprised that's not here, but I guess you can't. <laughs> I guess you can't uh, nominate Hans Zimmer in a cup in in the same category. So, eh, in- interesting choices, but oh well. Uh, I'll go with Dunkirk for this one. Hans Zimmer's the man. Saw saw him live this year. He was excellent. Would have loved to have seen to do the Dunkirk score, but yeah, Dunkirk's going to win. Right, next category is best visual effects. Uh, I'm gonna have a quick. I'm just gonna have a quick stab just to see if I can predict these nominations because I reckon I could. Um, one's gonna go to. I swear one is gonna go to. Dawn, um, not Dawn. Sorry. Uh, what is it? War for the Planet of the Apes. War for the Planet of the Apes will get one. Uh, I think. Uh, Shape of Water possibly, but that's when they say visual effects. I'm not sure what they go with practical effects on that one. Hopefully, no, maybe for best makeup and hairstyling, The Shape of Water will definitely win. That's a different category. It's how stupid of me. Uh, visual effects, I think this will go... The War for the Planet of the Apes. Star Wars Last Jedi would definitely get nominated here. Uh, Blade Runner 2049 just has to win. It has to. Like, that film is just breathtakingly good. Uh, not sure what the other two categories will be. They'll probably... If, it, if it's Transformers The Last Night, I'll throw a fucking fit. Hopefully it's not, but let's have a look. Achievements in visual effects. All right. Blade Ooh. Runner 2049. Yep, there's the winner right there. No competition. Of the Galaxy oh, I completely forgot about that one, of course. Kong Skull Island. Interesting. Star Wars The Last Jedi. Yep, again, no surprises there. And, and War for the Planet of the Apes. Ooh. <laughs> I bet Andy Serkis was very happy to read those last two out. Um, yeah, uh... Look, all very deserving nominees. I'm not quite sure about Kong's Skull Island, though. He, the Kong did look great, but a lot of the creatures kind of looked uh, a little cartoonish. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, completely forgot about that as well. Uh, yeah, that, that had some really great visual effects, but it, nothing's going to beat Blade Runner here. I mean, War for the Planet of the Apes is probably the one that's uh, possibly going to challenge it or try and knock it off, but... I think Blade Runner 2049's got this one in the bag. That film is just absolutely visually stunning. And the visual effects work is just incredible. It's It really is. Like, uh, as I said, I, I, if you want to hear me just gush more about Blade Runner 2049, check out the previous episode uh, where I talked about it in the best of 2017. And I guess that could be said for a lot of the films that are probably going to be nominated. So um, go back and listen to that. But I think Blade Runner's got this category in the bag. Okay, next category here is for best uh, best editing, actually, which is ironic because I think I'll probably have to, I'll have to do a lot of that in this episode here. So, well, here's the thing: two two films just have to be nominated here. Baby Driver and Dunkirk just have to be nominated here. And I would even say that Blade Runner 20... A lot of people will probably say, if Blade Runner 2049 gets nominated for this category, I've got a feeling a lot of people are going to be really, really mad because the film was nearly three hours long and they would say, well, if there was best editing, it would have been shorter. So, uh, interested to see this. Um, as I said, I think th- those three might get no- will definitely get nominated. But if Baby Driver doesn't, uh, we might have some problems here. Come on for Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Baby, Baby Driver. Driver. Yes! Yes! Deserved. Dunkirk. Yep. Fell uh, deserved too. I, Tanya. Ooh, haven't seen that yet. The Shape of Water. Yeah, okay. And three billboards outside Evan, Missouri. 
hmm, maybe The Shape of Water is going to be like The Three Billboards and that it's just thrown into a bunch of categories. Like, The Shape of Water is a great film. It really is. I can't wait to watch it again. And it's a really, really good film. Uh, editing, though? I'm not exactly sure about that. Uh, yeah, again, this is probably just old Oscar voters. They love that movie and they're just going to put it down for everything. Same with Three Billboards as well. I can't really remember much of the editing. From what I've seen of I, Tonya from the trailers and things like that, I mean, that's just trailer edit. That's got nothing to do with the film editing. It looks like it's a really, really fast-paced and really, like, quick, quick, not quick cut, but, like, really, like, really, really well edited and really fast-paced. So that looks really good. Um, I think that, that probably does deserve to be nominated, but as I said, <clears throat> Baby Driver or Dunkirk for this one. I'd love to see Baby Driver get up, and you know what? Uh, you know what? I'm going to say Baby Driver will get up for sound mixing, sound mixing and film editing. I hope Baby Driver gets up for that. Hopefully, that wins that. That will be really, really cool. Okay, so now we've got the next nomination is the next category of nominations that's being released is the best makeup and hairstyling. And I probably should have said, and maybe I should have done it, uh, played this because I've been pausing them and just playing them from the start of all of them because there's a lot of bits in between. Like they introduce, they're introducing all of the categories with like a little short film. So there's like for the animation, they had uh, Rebel Wilson dancing around the animated background. For editing, they had Molly Shannon. Uh, with like a train, like tied up on a train track with a train coming in front of her. For production design, they had Gal Gadot sitting in a room while like the whole the whole like set was being built around her. And in this one, we've got Rosario Dawson in front of a makeup chair being turned in from you know beautiful Rosario Dawson into like a really old lady. So uh, they're they're really they're kind of interesting. Some of them are a little bit obnoxious and a little bit. Uh, overdone i feel but i think that it's a cool way to enter the category um introduce the categories and uh i mean me telling you like that's that make, doesn't make it exciting at all but here we go makeup and hairstyling let's have a look it has to be the shape of water it can't be anything else it has to be the shape of water darkest hour oh yeah okay yeah that makes sense and what what okay 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 why the why isn't the shape of water here why isn't it it is do they just not include practical effects as makeup maybe that's just my my bad thing here but even like, guardians of the galaxy probably should have been nominated for this look wonder i i can understand wonder because of the the face makeup that they had to do for uh for the face makeup they had to do for jacob tremblay i'm not sure but victoria and abdul uh, okay. Like, I can understand The Darkest Hour as well for what they had to do, like, in the Gary Oldman fat suit and all that kind of stuff, but I don't know. Uh, the Shape of Water definitely should have been nominated here. Even, even with all of the... Even if they don't include the practical effects of the actual creature, all of the... The, the way that they captured the 60s aesthetic with and the look of the 60s as well with all of the characters, like, the, the way that all the characters looked... Surely that was worth looking at, so... But look, it's probably going to be The Darkest Hour because of, you know, Gary Oldman fat suit, but really disappointed. Like, have more than three categories for this one. I don't understand why it is. Uh, if you have any idea why they only do three, because I'm pretty sure they only introduced this a couple of years ago, and it seems really kind of arbitrary and dumb why they do this. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Darkest Hour is going to win here because... I don't know. What? Okay, Academy, you you do you. Alright, we're jumping straight into the big categories now. We're into supporting actress now. So, uh, I'm just trying to think of uh, supporting actress ones. Uh, 
Um, I think a, a lot of people are picking Laurie Metcalf or Alison Janney to take this one out. Like, Alison Janney would definitely get nominated. She looks amazing in I, Tonya. Again, haven't seen it. Comes out on Thursday here. Comes, comes out tomorrow, I should say, because it's actually Wednesday here now. Comes out tomorrow, so I'll probably see it sometime this weekend. Hopefully, I'll get a chance to watch it. And yeah, let's have a look at the nominees. I'm interested to see what's going to be come up here. Mary J. Blige. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, that, that's Alison awesome. In I, yep, again, no surprises there. She probably deserves it. Leslie Manville in Phantom Thread. Hmm. Laurie Metcalf in Ladybird. And Octavia Spencer in the show. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, look, okay. Um, again, cool to see that uh, an actress from Mudbound got... Uh, I have to. I really have to watch Mudbound now because it seems like it was a really, really good film and that I can. I could literally just watch right now and that there's an Oscar-nominated performance in there. And it's cool that the Academy are actually uh, 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 acknowledging Netflix as a, a major studio. Well, I guess they're just recognizing it as a studio. For uh, And things don't actually have to be cinematically... Re well, I don't know if Mudbound did get cinematically released. I guess it did premiere at Sundance, if I'm not mistaken. But it's really cool that it's actually getting some recognition. Uh, not too sure about Octavia Spencer. She was probably not the weakest uh, in The Shape of Water, but... She like Octavia Spencer is fantastic, but her best supporting actress, yeah, I'm not too sure about that. Like, um, and look, I I had the same thing maybe last year that I thought that uh, maybe either Janelle Monae or Taraji P Henson should have been nominated instead of her for three for three figures, three <laughs> uh, hidden fences. Uh no, three <laughs> fuck. What's it called again? Hidden hidden figures. Yeah, that's the one. So I'm not quite sure, but again, I'm not sure who I would put in. Uh, in place of this one. Well, maybe... There we go. There we go. That's who you put. You put Helen Hunt. Helen? Hel Holly, Holly Hunter. No. I'm getting people confused. Is it Holly Hunter? Or yeah, Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. Put Holly Hunter in her spot. Um, look, again, I haven't seen Phantom Thread. Haven't seen Lady Bird yet. I hear Laurie Metcalf is really good. But uh, just from what I've heard, Alison Janney is fantastic and I, Tonya, from all, the, all reports. So I'm probably going to think that she's going to take this one out. Okay, supporting actor now. Here we go. Yes, he was awesome in that movie. Well deserved. Well deserved. Oh. Okay. That's interesting. Yep, that's really good. Yep, definitely, definitely, definitely. Christopher Plummer in All the Money in the World. Really impressive that that's happened. Sam Rockwell, yep. This is an... In okay, this is a really interesting uh, category because um, Sam Rockwell is going to take it out. I've got, no, I've got no doubt in my mind that Sam Rockwell would take it. He is fantastic. He's easily the best part of Three Billboards. Even though I think Francis McDormand is spectacular in Three Billboards, but Sam Rockwell is just slightly better than her in the film. He is absolutely fantastic. Uh, interesting to see Christopher Plummer nominated in this category too, because like, I, as I said, I, I've seen all the money in the world. It's okay. Like I'm interested. Look, I think it would have been worse with Spacey in the role, to be honest. I think Christopher Plummer was really, really good in that movie. And the fact that they did it in such a short amount of time is really, really something to admire. But Woody Harrelson and Woody Harrelson's good, but I don't know if he's has enough screen time because, um, 
Uh, for people that have seen the movie or that don't know, like he's look, he may be second build, but he's not in the second half of the film. He's only in the first half of the film. And while he's good, um, best supporting actor, I'm not too sure. Look, again, this is just me though, but uh, for Woody, I would swap out Woody Harrelson and put Ray Romano in there. In all honesty, because oh no 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 here we go no no of course I'm forgetting I'm completely forgetting this is who you put in you swap out Woody Harrelson and you put Barry Keoghan in here I know that was never ever gonna happen but Barry Keoghan deserves to be in this list because The Killing of a Sacred Deer was the best film of last year and Barry Keoghan had the best performance of any actor that I saw in 2017 Barry Keoghan should be in this list but yeah Sam Rockwell is gonna take this one for sure. Next category is Best Foreign Language Film. I didn't see too many foreign films last year, and uh, the ones that I did see, I saw a Japanese film called Blade of the Immortal, which I doubt is going to be uh, talked about here. So I doubt that I've... I, I really don't think I would have seen too many of these. A lot of these do look interesting. I saw, a, I saw a trailer for one that was actually at the Melbourne International Film Festival that I did just completely flew under my radar called A Fantastic Woman. It's a Chilean film. It looks really, really fantastic. It actually comes out wide in February, and uh, I, I apparently that's getting a lot of buzz and it might win. So uh, let's see if it gets nominated, though. That'd be interesting to see. A fantastic woman. Oh well, there you go. Heard great things. Can't wait. Okay, never heard of it. Could be good. I've heard. Body and soul, hungry. Hmm. And and the, and the square, of course. Okay, so I've got the Palm Door winning film in there, and the square, uh, the sweet Swedish film from uh, Ruben Osterlund, which I also wanted to see at the uh, Melbourne International Film Festival, but uh, didn't get a chance to because like nearly every single uh, session like sold out almost immediately. Um, interesting. Uh, my good good buddy Eric uh, speaks very highly of Loveless. Um, I, I'm I'm not too sure about that. I'm pretty sure it's from the same uh, filmmaker that did Leviathan. So another film that I hear great things about. So that should be really cool. But um, from what I've heard, I think it's a fantastic woman is probably going to take this. I think it won the Golden Globe for best foreign language feature. But again, haven't seen any of these. I've heard really have heard nothing about the insult or on body on soul, but. Heard great things about A Fantastic Woman, Loveless, and The Square, but I think A Fantastic Woman will take it out. Okay, documentary sorts, short subject. I'm not going to know any of these, but let, let's have a look. Let's give... You know what? I'm not going to... I'm still going to listen to them and talk about them for a little bit, even though I've got no idea. I'm just, I'm just going to be doing it based off the title, so it may be worse, but let's just have a look at them. Edith and Eddie. Hmm... It's really hard to do this with that context. And no one was clapping for it either. That one sounds interesting. <laughs> These all sound really, really cool. Like They could have absolutely nothing to do with uh, what the titles actually mean. Uh, th that, that's probably one of the best Heaven is a Traffic Jam on the 405 that is an awesome title for a documentary and uh, Knife Skills as well that sounds awesome uh, that one seems to be made by a man named Thomas Lennon uh, I don't know if that's the same Tom Lennon that was in Pottersville earlier this year or um, uh, um, Reno 911's Tom Lennon uh, I doubt that it is but um, look I, I'd definitely I'd, I'd be interested to check some of these out It definitely, they definitely all sound really good but um, yeah as I said <laughs> Can't really say much of it. Can't really say much about them until then. 
Okay, best documentary feature. I might have heard some of these. Abacus, small enough to jail. No, never heard it. Faces, places. Yeah, I think that's the Agnes Varda film. Heard great things about that too. Haven't seen it though. Last men in Aleppo. Aleppo. And Strong Island. Yeah, okay. Haven't heard of a lot of these. It's only really Faces Places because, again, played at Melbourne International Film Festival. So, and it's Agnes Varda. It's probably going to be Faces Places. Okay, so the next category is for Best Original Song. Uh, I'd like to see one of the songs uh, like that Sufjan Stevens did for Call Me By Your Name. Uh, I'd love to see Visions of Gideon get it, but it might be Mysteries of Love, which might get nominated. Uh, I'd, hopefully this is the only category that The Greatest Showman, fucking that movie sucks. Uh, this may be the only category it gets nominated for with This Is Me. Or they might do that bullshit thing that happened with La La Land and they'll nominate two songs because I haven't heard too many songs this year that have really stood out for me. So I'm interested to hear the nominations. Let's give them, let's have a look. Mighty River from Mudbound. <laughs> Mystery of Love from Call Me By Your yep, Name. Yep, that's the one. Okay, so they went with the other one. Okay, that's good. Remember Me from Coco. Oh, of course, of course. Why, of course, why not, how did I forget that one? Stand Up For Something from Marshall. What is Marshall? And This Is Me oh, okay. from The Greatest Show. I mean, that was a shilling nomination anyway. Okay. Uh, out of this, Mystery of Love has to win because Mystery of Love, um, from what I remember, was the one in the trailer for Call Me By Your Name and it's halfway through the film. It's such a beautiful song. It sounds great. I've got a feeling Remember Me is also a really fantastic song. I absolutely... I, I mean, Coco is a fantastic animated film and I think we're going to get to the animated film category in just a moment too. That really... Uh, I think that that's an excellent song as well. Uh, I would really hate The Greatest Showman to win this because... I mean, The Greatest Showman is a terrible, terrible movie. Some of the songs are okay, and This Is Me, the song, is actually a pretty good song with a pretty good message, but uh, I really don't want it to win. I don't want The Greatest Showman to become an Oscar-winning film. That's... no, no thanks. Um, I'm going to say should win and will win. Well, actually, for should win, I'm going to say Mystery of Love should win, but for will win, I'm going to say Remember Me from Coco. Next category is... Let's have a look. Hopefully there won't be too big of an... Inter For Best Animated Feature Film. Okay. Um, my, my picks for this nomination are definitely... Well, Coco. It would be good to see Loving Vincent get a nomination here. Uh, maybe either of the Lego movies. Probably Lego Batman should definitely get nominated. Uh, let's have a look. The Boss Baby. Are you fucking kidding me? The Breadwinner. I've heard good things about the breadwinner, but seriously, Boss Baby? Coco, Coco yes. And it was always going to happen. Ferdinand. Oh my god, Academy. Are you and fucking Loving kidding Vincent. me? Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, yeah, good to see Loving Vincent there, good to see Coco there, and I've heard amazing things about the breadwinner, but the fucking Boss Baby and Ferdinand, are you kidding me? Did none of you see either Lego Batman or even Lego Ninjago? Or did none of you see the Captain Underpants film? They, they were all better than those two. What the fuck, Academy? Seriously. I mean, this just oh, this just means to me that Coco is a shoo-in. So, yep, Coco, Coco has got this in the bag now, but seriously, Academy, get your shit together. My God. I mean, Western animation this year was kind of terrible. I mean, Coco and... 
As I said, Coco, Captain Underpants, and the Lego and Lego Batman were probably the only decent film. Like you'd have to look at like look at Loving Vincent, look at the Breadwinner. They're all foreign films. You could even put a lot of the anime films as well. Probably got snubbed in here. I've heard a Silent Voice is fantastic in the corner of the in this corner of the world. I've also heard is fantastic. Uh, Mary and the Witch's Flower could have even put it be put in here. Uh, these are all films I haven't seen, but um, they look by far and away better than the Boss Baby and Ferdinand. What the hell, the Academy? This just shows that, like, oh, animated fe feature, that's for dumb babies. Uh, let Chuck, we'll get a film about dumb babies in there. And a tour, and John Cena is a fucking bull. Just put him in there, put him in there, put him in there. Oh, my kids liked it, let's chuck it in there. That, that's how these kinds of films get nominated, so. Uh, it, that's, that's a real shame. Fuck you, fuck the Academy for doing that. Alright, Best Adapted Screenplay coming up now. Uh, interested to see some of these, for, for what some of these will be. Uh, Call Me By Your Name definitely deserves a nomination. Uh, I mean, I think Molly's Game might get nominated because it's Aaron Sorkin. And Aaron, well, everyone, like, they love Aaron Sorkin. He's, I mean, he's a great writer as well. And he's definitely, he'll probably get nominated for Molly's Game. Uh, interested to see what the other ones are. Uh, let's have a look. By your name. Thank James you. Ivory. That film is beautifully written and just amazing. The disaster artist. Of course, of Scott course, of New course. Standard, standard and Michael That's a H. Wilbur. Thanks for stuttering. Tiffany, give me more time to say stuff. The disaster artist is well deserved too. Logan Scott Frank and James Mangold and Michael Green. Oh shit. Logan got nominated. Wow, that's Molly's cool. Game. Aaron there you go, Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. Got nominated, called it, and Mudbound. And Mudbound. Virgil Williams and D. Reese. Oh, wow. That is a very interesting category. Um, yeah, they, they all could be very deserving winners. At this point in time, I have not seen Molly's Game or Mudbound, but uh, I'm going to go see them within the week. And uh, these all look really, really cool. Uh, Call Me By Your Name was just absolutely excellent. So was The Disaster Artist. It's great to see uh, Logan in here. Uh, I don't. Logan's definitely not going to win, though. I think Call Me By Your Name would have this. Or, again, I haven't seen Molly's Game, and from the trailers, it looks really, really well written. It's the very kind of, very snappy, very dialogue-driven, Aaron Sorkin-y kind of screenplay. So it looks, it looks really, it looks like it could be really good, and that may take it out, but... At this point in time, I'm going to say Call Me By Your Name will win this category. And now Original Screenplay, I believe. Original Screenplay. All right, get out. The get Big out. Sick. Emily oh, B. yes! Oh, that's awesome. Yes. That's great. Get out, Jordan Yes, Peele. thank you, thank you, thank you. He deserves that. He deserves that. Ladybird, Greta Gerwig. Yep, uh, again, haven't seen it yet. It looks the really, really water, good. Guillermo oh, yes, Toro, thank you, thank you, thank you. Vanessa Taylor. And three billboards outside Ebbing, Well, that was Missouri, always going to happen. And Another really interesting category there. Um, three billboards uh, is probably going to take it out because a lot of people are loving that film. And look, it is really well written. I just have, uh, like, Martin McDonough's screenplays. There's something a little missing a little bit for me in his films. Uh, I just don't think, like, he meshes the tones of his films perfectly well all of the time. Uh, it's really cool to see a lot of the other ones, like the big sick after being completely shut out of the Golden Globes, uh, seeing that get an, an Oscar nomination for the for original screenplay. That is absolutely fantastic. Uh, what I think will win here, 
Uh, good, again, good to see Ladybird here as well. Uh, but what I think is going to win here... Well, what I, here's the thing. What I want to win, I think I want Get Out to win here. I think that, that film is just so unlike anything I've seen before. And it's just so... It, it's going to go down as a modern horror classic. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely sure of it. I'd love that to win, but... A lot of people, like Martin McDonough, he's been... A, a lot of people love him, Bruges. A lot of people love his stage productions as well, and they really love Three Billboards. And I think Martin McDonough is going to take this one out for Best Original Screenplay. It won the Golden Globe as well, so that's my thinking there. Okay, so this is Best Lead Actor coming on now. Uh, take it away, Tiffany. Who are the nominees? Timothy Chalamet. Yes, in that is fantastic. He definitely deserves that one. He is great in that film. Daniel Day-Lewis Cannot wait Phantom for Phantom Thread. Thread. Final performance. I think it's going to go out on top. Daniel oh, my goodness. Kaluuya. That is awesome. Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out Got Nominated. That's fantastic. Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Yeah, Kal you know it. He know his name in Get Out. <laughs> and Gary Oldman. He Gary looks Oldman fantastic in, in The Darkest Hour. Again, I'm going to see it very soon. But, oh, what? And what? Denzel Washington in Roman okay, um, Esquire. Okay. Um, well, first, just noticing that uh, no James Franco here. Um, all of the allegations against him at the moment must have really cost him. Uh, didn't cost Casey Affleck last year for some reason, but here it is here. But the big surprise there, uh, good to see Daniel Kaluuya in this category. He's absolutely brilliant in Get Out, but... Look, Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel Esquire. Like, f as far as I know, that film hasn't even got a scheduled release date here in Australia. And I I I'm excited to see it because it looks good. And it's um, Dan Gilroy for who did Nightcrawler. It looks really cool. But really? It is Really? I thought there is a lot of... Like, uh, yes, I think James, James Franco, look, put all that stuff against him aside... He should be nominated in this category. The way he was able to capture Tommy Wiseau, he just, it was absolutely perfect, and he is fantastic in there. Look, uh, again, I may be completely wrong. Maybe Denzel is absolutely... Like, I love Denzel. I, maybe he, he's probably brilliant in this film, which I've heard very mixed things on. I've heard he's great, but the film itself isn't that good. But, you know, well, if it were me, I'd do that, but I don't know. Again, I really want to say Roman Israel J. Esquire, but... As for who I think and want to win, I'd love to see Timothy Chalamet get up in this category. He is just absolutely brilliant and a real, real one of the biggest breakout roles that I saw in a film this year. And I've heard he's also really good in Lady Bird. He has a small part in that and I've heard he's great. And also had to learn a new language for this film. He had to learn Italian for this film. So I think he, he really should win this. He, I think he'll win, he'll win this. So now uh, Best Actress... Best Leading Actress, I think, will be the next category. And for performance by an actress in a leading role. Here we go. Sally Hawkins in The Shape of Water. There's your winner right there, hopefully. She is absolutely fucking brilliant. Francis or it McDormand could be Frances McDormand. She Ebony is Missouri. also fantastic. I'm pulling for Hawkins, though. Let's see who the other nominees are. Margot Robbie in I, Tanya. Good to see an Aussie get nominated in this category. That's pretty cool. Saoirse Ronan in Saoirse Lady Ronan. Bird. Okay, so that's how you pronounce her name. Saoirse. And Meryl and Streep in the post. Of course, she gets her. Meryl Streep gets her obligatory yearly nomination here. Um, I thought maybe again because I haven't seen Molly's Game, and as I've said, I've just seen the post. Meryl Streep's good in it, but that's more of an ensemble performance. Like that film has a massive 
massive cast. Like Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep, they're the tip of the iceberg. And then you, you've got this amazing supporting cast around them. You've got Bob Odenkirk, you've got da- David Cross in there, you've got Alison Brie shows up at one point, you've got Jesse Plemons and Zach Woods showing up as lawyers, you've got Bruce Greenwood. It has a really, really awesome, really, really good cast. Carrie Coon is in there too. It's, fanta- it's a fantastically really, really well written, really well acted, really kind of good film, but I just don't know. Meryl Streep, the, the Academy just love her, and this, she's just a shoe in every year. Like, whatever film she's in, they're going to give her a nomination. Uh, I would have, from the trailers I've seen, because I said, uh, I thought Molly's Game, Jessica Chastain in Molly's Game would have got a nomination here. She, I mean, Jessica Chastain is just absolutely fantastic. She is brilliant, and look, uh, I would have, like, again, last year I would have loved to have seen her get nominated for Miss Sloan, which is a criminally underseen film that is actually really excellent, and and she got snubbed here again, but look, Sally Hawkins or Frances McDormand, it's really a flip of the coin. I'm pulling for Sally Hawkins because she was phenomenal in that. Frances McDormand is fantastic, like, absolutely fantastic in Three Billboards, but I'm pulling for Hawkins on this one. Alright, directing now. This should be very, very interesting. Uh, who do I think will get nominated here? Uh, it would be really cool to see Greta Gerwig because get nominated here. She'd finally see a female director here get nominated. Uh, hasn't been, uh, the, the, the woman hasn't been in this category for a while, so that would be really cool to see that. Uh, I Personally, I'd like to see Denis Villeneuve get, uh, get a nomination for Blade Runner 2049. Uh, that probably won't happen. Uh, Luca Guadagnino might get nominated for Call Me By Your Name. Uh, hopefully Jordan... Uh, who I'm wanting to get nominated in this category, I want Del Toro, Peel, and hopefully Greta Gerwig will get all, all get nominated for this. Let's have a look. Dunkirk. Christopher oh, of course. <laughs> Christopher Nolan, that's a well-deserved. That's such an ambitious film. Great. Yes! Jordan yes. Peel. Jordan Peel, thank you. He, that again, really well deserved. Lady Bird. Yes, 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 yes. That's, I cannot wait for Lady Bird. I, I'm really, really Phantom Thread. Oh, Paul PTA. Thomas Anderson. I'm seeing that in a few days, and I cannot wait for Phantom Thread as well. And The, and shape, the shape of Water. Of water. Yes, yeah, yeah, So the ones who I wanted to get nominated did get nominated. Uh, yeah, I've completely, just for some reason, Dunkirk just completely slipped my mind. Like, that is such an ambitious film, Dunkirk. It's almost like an experimental war film, as I said on my last episode. But I'm just having a look at this now. It's a very, very diverse category, this one, because you've got... You've got Jordan. You've got a. You've got an African American filmmaker here. You've got a. You've got a female filmmaker here, and you've also got a Latino filmmaker here, which is all like a much more diverse cat. Like much more diverse uh, uh, nominees than there have been in previous years. And then you've also got uh, Christopher Nolan, obviously an Englishman, and then you've got a uh, PTA who's you know, an American. So it, it's a really, really well balanced uh, category. Uh, who would I like to see to win this one? Uh, uh, look, I think, again, haven't seen Phantom Thread or Lady Bird. I'm seeing them within about a week. In, I'll definitely see both of them in a couple of, in, within the next week or so. Uh, I'm actually seeing a f- preview screening of Phantom Thread this Sunday, and then I'm seeing a preview screening of Lady Bird next week. And I'm super excited. But, uh, who am I going to go here? I mean, I would be happy if, I reckon any of these nominees... It would be really awesome to win. Like, I wouldn't be unhappy if any of these uh, people won. Uh, maybe I would love to see Jordan Peele win. That would be fantastic. Uh, Christopher Nolan, he could definitely win. Like, 
it, this is really a, a luck of the draw kind of one. But you know what? I'm going to say, like, just because he won the Golden Globe, I'm going to say Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water will win Best Direction. And now I think that we are now up to Best Picture, if I am not mistaken. So these will be very interesting to see what get nominated here. You want to do the big one for the big for the Best Picture? Oh, okay, so they're going to talk well, for a bit. Do, I mean... Andy Serkis and Tiffany Haddish have actually been pretty good hosts You don't know me thing. that well. Mm, you don't know me at all. And finally, here are the nine final, here are the nine films selected as Best Picture nominees. Okay, let's see who's going to be here. I reckon it's going to be Dunkirk, it is going to be Blade Runner 2049, it is going to be Call Me By Your Name, it's going to be Lady Bird, it is going to be uh, Three Billboards, it is going to be, ooh, what else, what else, what else, what else? It's going to be Phantom Thread may even get nominated here. I, Tonya, maybe? I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. Let's have a look. Call Me By Your Name, Peter Spears. That film. It, one of my own, one of three five-star films that I saw this year. Absolutely brilliant. I really, I cannot wait to see it again. Thank you for study, stuttering so much, Tiffany Haddish. You are really helping me talk more about these films over you. This is great. Darkest Hour. Darkest okay, hour. it's really Tim that Bevin, good. Eric okay. Bellner, not Best Bruce, Picture nominee, Darkest Anthony Hour. I, ha I, I have Evans to say Steve it now. Freeze. I just have to. Dunkirk, Emma Thomas, and Christopher Again, Nolan. Really, really excellent. I love it. Great war film. Absolutely brilliant cinematic experience. Get out. Yes, it got nominated Sean for Best Kittrick, Picture. Jason Blum, yes. Edward H. Ham Jr., and Jordan Peele produces. An instant classic Get Out. Such an original, such a brilliantly made film. Ladybird, Scott Rubin, Good to see that get nominated Eli Bush, too. And Evelyn O'Neill, producers. Can't express my uh, how my excitement for seeing that film. Phantom, Phantom Thread getting nominated. This Joanne is Seller, getting me Manson, even more nominated. Ellison, nominated, getting me even more excited to watch producers. these films. I, it, they're going to be great. The Post. The Post, that's in, wow. Amy Piscale, Only one other Amy nomination, Spielberg, and it's nominated and for Best Christy Picture. McCaskill I don't think that Curry. happens very often. Producers. That's really, really interesting. I mean, The Post is great, but <laughs> interesting to see that nominated there. The Shape of Water. The Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro. Ooh. And J. Miles it's going to be interesting. Producers. This is going to be a really tough like, race and a really interesting uh, thing here. And Three billboards, billboards is the final one. Evan, Missouri, this Graham Broadbent, Peter Zernan, and Martin this McDonough. Is a producers. Hmm. Who is gonna win this one? So at this point in time, I have seen six of the nine nominees for Best Picture. I have seen Call Me by Your Name, Dunkirk, Get Out. The Post, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I am yet to see Phantom Thread, Lady Bird, or Darkest Hour. Um, at this point in time, what do I think will win? Oh, it's a really tough call. Uh, as I said, I'd love to see Call Me By Your Name get up. Uh, Dunkirk would be awesome to see that win Best Picture. I'd love to see Get Out win Best Picture, but I really, really don't think that that's going to happen. Uh, I think... Because it's, I think that's now up to, The Shape of Water have been nominated for a lot. Like, I think it maybe, I think I haven't really been keeping count, but I think it's something like 12 or 13 nominations that it's got already, and that's outstanding. And 
look, I think based on like the all of the nominations, it might be The Shape of Water that'll take out Best Picture. Uh, I don't know. We're really gonna have to wait and f- see for this. I will see the Phantom. I will see Phantom Thread get out. No, Lady Bird and Darkest Hour very soon. And I might do a more in depth, uh, re- uh, more in depth discussion with a guest as to who should win, like closer to the actual awards. But at this point, I'm gonna say, "Call Me by Your Name" or "The Shape of Water" will take out Best Picture. And if I'm not mistaken, that is the end of this little announcement. So uh, we'll just wait a little bit and see if uh, Andy and Tiffany have anything else to say about this. Thank you very much, everyone, for watching this morning. Oh, okay, so that's everything. Uh, this is um, a really strong Oscar field this year. Like, 2017 was a really, really fantastic year for film all around. Like, we had some of the one of the best in uh, recent years, too. And uh, a really, really solid uh, categories, really solid categories here, and a lot of really, really good films nominated. Uh, there's a few really eyebrow-raising films being uh, nominated in a few of these categories, but um, all around, I think this is a really solid, uh, a really solid Oscar pool. And uh, yeah, I think they, they've got they hit the nail on the head with most of these nominations. So uh, thanks very much for listening in for this little uh, reaction. Uh, if you like this pod, if you if you enjoy this, uh, you can follow us on the SoundCloud and you can give this episode a like. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a nice review. That would be really really appreciated. Uh, I'm also on start the Stardust app, and I have now been verified as a start as a Stardust superstar, uh, which is like I'm I'm not exactly sure what it means at the moment, but my follow account has been uh, ha- I've been getting a few more followers since I became this superstar. And uh, I'm actually like a, a few like of the really big, uh, really big Stardusters with like a couple of thousand followers actually uh, follow me now. So uh, I'm getting, uh, I'm I'm getting bigger on the app. So uh, if you want to join in, you can follow, you can download the Stardust app and follow me. I'm at Sean Coates. That is my pretty much my name with a capital S and a capital C with no spaces. Uh, I'm also on Letterboxd. You can follow me at Sean at, at Letterboxd.com/slash Sean Coates. That is double L. That is Oh, fuck, I don't even know how to spell. It's way too late for this shit, you guys. Uh, it is L-E-T-T-E-R-B-O-X-D dot com slash Sean Coates. Uh, you can also follow all our social media. We are, you can like our Facebook page. You can follow us on Instagram at Another Bloody Movie Pod. You can follow us on Twitter at AB Movie Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter, which is both at SeanHub underscore. That is S-E-A-N-H-U-B underscore. And thank you very much for listening into this. I got to go to bed now. Uh, thanks for a lot for listening, and we'll see you later. <laughs>